The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Today's podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. You know that feeling when you drive down a nice neighborhood and you see that one beautiful lawn perfectly trimmed? What must it feel like to come home to that lawn, knowing the work you've put into it and the pride that comes with that? Well, the same can apply to your body. Keeping yourself properly trimmed and smelling great not only gives you the confidence to step up when you need to, it might surprise and delight your partner. So use Manscaped. Manscaped is the official sponsor of our podcast, and it's number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. The Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology so you won't nick or snag your nuts. That's fun to say. And don't use the same trimmer on your nuts that you use on your face because... Let's be honest, that's kind of gross. So right now, you get 20% off with free shipping by using the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's armchair. Always use the right tools for your family jewels. Your balls will thank you. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. What's up, Pels fans? This is an emergency Bird Calls episode. I'm your host, Preston Ellis, and I am joined by editor-in-chief to thebirdrights.com, Mr. Ali Cosell. Ali, a lot of news today. What's going on, man? Nothing. I actually had a good luncheon. You know, it's a, it was the second annual Saints Pelicans for the media, hosted by Gail Benson. That was lovely over at Antoine's. But, of course, during the meeting, <laughs> I saw some news breaking, so I well, I let you get to it. Yeah, we'll we'll have a little bit of fun right before we get to that. Ali had a nice chat with uh, Gail herself, who said that she can't go to the game tonight. So if the Pelicans win, unfortunately, she can't come to any more games for the foreseeable future. Uh, a bit of good luck being on that side. Let's go ahead and dive right on in because I've only got about five, uh, maybe 10 minutes if we uh, squeak this by until I have to go to work. Some news uh, breaking Ali Cosell from Mark Stein. He says, while mired in a 12-game losing streak, New Orleans indeed remains reluctant to trade J.J. Redick, according to league sources, on top of the teams two presumed untouchable Zion and Brandon however yet what that also means is Drew Holiday is indeed available via trade league sources say it would surely cost a significant amount to pry him away from the Pels but this is a notable change in status given how unavailable Holiday was to interested teams last season Ali your initial reaction to this report most of it's not a surprise look we know the team is wondering that this season is pretty much already lost we're not even through 30 games right so it's all talk of the playoffs I'll talk of kind of wanting to see how the veterans are going to fit in and possibly propelling, you know, to the Pelicans having a good season, despite it being, you know, Zion's rookie year, as well as a lot of other guys that are really still kind of young, not for their window yet, but that seems to have gone by the wayside. So you would expect, of course, the Pelicans to be a seller. And of course, JJ Redick, Derek Favors, each one more, you figured would be up for grabs, provided, of course, they meet David Griffin's asking price. But Drew Holiday is the kind of the new um, let's say variable suddenly added to the equation because years past, I know a lot of teams have always inquired about Drew. And even when David Griffin took over, I know he fielded calls regarding Drew and he basically said flat out, no, he's not available. So suddenly the fact that they've kind of flipped on that, and it's understandable why, whether it's because maybe Drew wants to find a more winning season or excuse me, a more winning team because, you know, he's in the prime of his life. 
And we don't know when exactly the Pelicans will get there next. And, of course, also you've got to add in the fact that he is having a down season. Suddenly he is not that valuable. He's not that MVP candidate that David Griffin had, you know, and the rest of the Pelicans organization had hoped to see. So that's about the only bit of surprising news. It's just good news that I think that they are doing their due diligence. Preston, you know, I think that's what listeners need to know. This is not that there's an impending trade. It's just that there's word around the league that the Pelicans, just like anybody that's going to be a seller, is probably going to be looking to start selling off their veterans. But, of course, it's going to come at the price that they want. So they're not going to just give them away. And what do you make, Ali? Obviously, uh, everything you said is spot on about the Pelicans needing to at least take calls on all their veterans. But what do you make of the Pelicans' reluctance to deal J.J. Redick? He's 35 years of age, 13-year veteran. Uh, he still has one remaining year on his deal as to Drew Holiday before his player option technically has two years remaining after this. But the Pelicans only have J.J. for another year. He's never missed the playoffs in his 13-year career. Why would they be reluctant to take calls on him? There's two reasons for this. One, of course, you're building up your leverage. You want to basically announce to teams that we're not just going to give them away for maybe some second round or whatever that isn't really considered valuable on another team's roster. So they're trying to build up, of course, his trade value. Second of all, you've got to think that Griffin would love to have a guy with Reddick's, you know, shooting capabilities, that floor spreading ability next to Zion next year. Look, I know that for selfish reasons, right? We know that they're not going to make any kind of um, playoff run this season, but hey, he's got another second year on that contract, and hey, they're still going to want to put a competitive team around Zion next year uh, if things go as well as you know everybody hopes to. So you would want, of course, to have a piece just like Drew, <clears throat> excuse me, like JJ on your team. Now, Ali, uh, the Pelicans have a lot of movable pieces right now in Darius Miller's expiring contract, Etwan Moore, Derek Favors, uh, as you said, Drew Holiday, and now J.J. Redick, if they ever do decide to move him. What would you expect to get back in return for some of these players? Uh, obviously, these guys are mostly on expiring contracts, uh, with J.J. and Drew Holiday being the notable exceptions. But should the Pelicans dive into the market, what would you anticipate they'd be looking for? For a guy like Drew Holiday, you've got to think the asking price is going to be a couple of first-round picks and at least one decent young player. I mean, we kind of saw how uh, what the Utah Jazz gave up to get Mike Conley, who's an older player. Uh, if they don't get that, you know, if, they, if teams don't basically give them kind of that high asking price, I think, then the Pelicans will happily keep Drew for the rest of this year, maybe either try and talk him into staying if they need to go that route, or, of course, you then move them in the summer where it's honestly easier to make a deal like that in the summer. But as for the other guys, you know, each one more, you might be able to fetch like a decent second rounder for a guy, you know, of his capabilities. Um, Derek Favors, he's an interesting one. You know, there's some teams that could really use a starting center, like say maybe the Boston Celtics or some other team that really needs that added defense, that bulk, that rebounding just for the rest of this year, right? Because he's unexpiring. So, that could be a nice rental. Could maybe somebody give like a late first rounder? I don't know. But that's going to be, I think, what the way Pelicans are going to approach this trade deadline. Just looking to sell high if they can. Now, you've got a lot of teams that might be interested from the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers. The Ringer wrote a nice article on the Miami Heat. Uh, Toronto Raptors, if they want to go a little bit younger. Kyle Lowry's a little bit older, and he's just got one year remaining on his salary. But let me ask you this, Ali, not just as a sports reporter, a daily reporter for the New Orleans Pelicans, but as a sports fan, if it was up to you, based on the way this uh, season is going, would you trade Drew Holiday? Yes, I would. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. So I want him to enjoy some success somewhere. 
because I know how hard, and as well as you do, how hard he works every day during the season and off-season, because we've had multiple conversations with one of his close friends and personal trainer, Mike G. So you just want a guy like that to win. You root for guys like that. He's really a great person. He just isn't that type A to lead a team. So really, you can't hold him accountable or that against him because most people, Preston, aren't like that. They're not built like that. So I would love to see him end up in a better situation, get in like three or four playoffs, have some meaningful runs before his career is over. Yeah, some uh, teams that come to mind that could definitely uh, use him. I mean, anybody in the NBA could use him, but you'd like to see a team like the Dallas Mavericks uh, potentially make a play. Obviously, a lot of their picks went to New York. Uh, I don't know offhand what they have left to deal with. They've got plenty in terms of uh, salary filler to make the deal. It's just in terms of what do they have as far as draft assets to go forward. The Denver Nuggets is another intriguing one. The Utah Jazz, they use some of their... uh, Uh, draft capital to go and get Mike Conley. Now, if they went and shipped Mike Conley for a a younger version of him and Drew Holiday, that could make them uh, a dangerous player in the Western Conference. Uh, Ali, if you had to pick a landing one, go for it. Yeah, sorry, I've got one I want to mention, actually, you haven't mentioned yet. And for me, I'm going to throw out the Indiana Pacers. Because from what I've been hearing, that they really don't want to move forward with both Sabonis and Miles Turner on that roster. And there's a good chance that they would actually maybe prefer, of course, Sabonis, who's having a much better year than Turner so far. So if Miles could be up for grabs and say, you're bringing Drew Hawley to Indiana, and I know that, of course, they've got Malcolm Brogdon, who's worked out great, but Victor Oladipo, you know, he's still not playing. And furthermore, this, this new NBA, you can see three-guard lineups, and Drew has played small forward. So you could envision him joining his brothers and maybe kind of lifting them up to another level because he wouldn't be counted on being that leader, that, that, that kind of, I'm going to carry the team because, like I said, they've already got Brogdon. And you guys think Old Depot would be ahead of him as well in the pecking order. So I, I like the Pacers as kind of my dark horse for Drew to land on. Yeah, that's an interesting. Obviously, it'd be a favorable landing spot, uh, being that all three Holiday brothers would be on the same team at the same time. I'm not sure if that's ever happened in the NBA. I, I would seriously doubt it. Uh, but Miles Turner would be an intriguing one because you pair him against Zion and then Ingram, uh, Zion, and Miles Turner. That becomes your front court of the future for perhaps, say, the next five, six, seven years. Uh, and then what what becomes of Jackson Hayes becomes a little bit murky at that point. Uh, he goes into kind of your Mo Bamba, Mo, no man's land, where there's really no place for him to play uh, other than, you know, 20 to 25 minutes game off the bench but it gives him a much needed time to grow into whatever kind of player Mm -hmm. he's going to become uh ali this is some good stuff i have to go uh to work if you have any message for our fans because obviously a lot of people are going to be excited because now it's trade season and we get to talk about something that's a little bit more exciting than a 6 and 21 uh start to our regular season with 12 straight uh games lost but there are going to be a lot of pelicans fans who are upset by this this kind of uh almost validates and verifies that that the Pelicans are open to now punting on the season just 27 games in and like Antonio Daniel said on the podcast last week the Pelicans do have the 25th easiest uh, remaining strength of schedule this is obviously going to be the hardest part but if the Pelicans did bring everybody back and Zion somehow was able to be fully healthy in two weeks the Pelicans still could realistically put together a season that would give them I don't know 35 wins I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility what would you say to those fans who want that well, I would say that the Pelicans aren't exactly punting on a season, right? Just because we hear Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick and whoever else thrown out there on the uh, trade rumor market that this is actually going to c- fall through, right? Every losing team, Preston, at every, before every deadline, every team either calls themselves a seller or a buyer. And so you just do your due diligence in looking at every possible deal, whatever way you're facing, whichever way you want to make moves. And so you have to look at every player as an asset. 
And so as Mark Stein correctly, uh, to my liking, listed both Brandon Ingram and Zion as untouchable. And so I'm happy actually to see that Drew and JJ could be out there because let's face it, I don't think this addition of what we've seen from this team, despite all those injuries, is something worth hanging when you can possibly get younger, maybe get more creative with a roster to where it fits better, right? With Zion, we've seen the holes behind like Derek Favors, for instance, behind Lonzo Ball point guard. So there's some really serious glaring faults with the construction of this roster that I think everybody should be wanting if they can create a great haul, like I said for these folks, to go ahead and move forward. But again, I still think that the Pelicans are going to try and remain competitive in terms of where they're going to bring Zion back, that these veterans are still going to give it their all. So winning games has not exactly gone out the door just yet. All right, great stuff. Ali Cosell, you guys can follow him at his name. Uh, obviously, he's one of our favorite follows in New Orleans right now and the editor-in-chief to thebirdrights.com. I've got to run to work. So, Ali, thank you for your time, sir. Absolutely. Have fun at work, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> for listening to the bird calls on the armchair all-american network if you like what you're hearing please take a moment to rate us on itunes retweet share with your friends and most importantly subscribe today save on cox internet when you add cox mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5g reliability on the go so whether you're playing a game at home yes cool or attending one live You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.